You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's play it, everybody, on this Thursday, June 28th, and a Friday, June 29th. It is Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a gorgeous, sunny, and hot Thursday into Friday. Supposed to be a steamy weekend around here. Hope you're doing well, and thank you for listening. Whether you are on iTunes or Megaphone.fm, or you find us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, or you listen off of Facebook, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, LockedOnLions.com, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, Wherever you're tuning in, thank you for doing so. Today, we'll continue with our look at the possibilities of the next Lions first-time Pro Bowler. Lions have a a handful of one- and two-time Pro Bowl players. Golden Tate has been there. Glover Quinn has been there. TJ Lang. Darius Slay last year. Matthew Stafford. Guys like that. Uh, Ziggy Ansah. Yesterday, we profiled the first of our five guys, and it's in no particular order, and that was Sean Robinson. who will be entering his third season. Today, we'll profile our second Lion, who has a chance to be the next first-time Pro Bowler on their roster. The Lions are looking for big things, of course, coming up. And now, uh, in 2018, and now we are less than a month away. Yesterday was the one-month date until uh, July 27th. When training camp opens, now we're less than a month away from camp opening up down in Allen Park. Also, coming up on the podcast today, uh, I want to discuss quickly, before we get into my second player as an ex-pro bowler, um, NFL suspensions and how completely inconsistent they are and why the league just has a major, major issue on how they conclude anything when it comes to suspending players and handing down penalties. And that has to go with today's NFL investigation that concluded that Jameis Winston did, in fact, sexually assault an Uber driver in Scottsdale, Arizona in 2016. And today, Jameis was docked three games by the NFL, which, by the way, is one less game than the NFL suspended Tom Brady for having ball boys uh, deflate footballs. So (laughs) I want to get into that as well. Uh, Locked on Lions again. Um, we are with you each and every day doing Lions podcasts. We'll do it in the summertime. Uh, we'll continue with this as we get closer to training camp. Uh, during the NFL season, during the regular season, we give you a five a week. We go um, basically Sunday to Thursday, and now uh, we're pretty much going every other day here in the summertime, and we appreciate you guys paying attention, listening, and uh, tweeting out the podcast, retweeting, whatever you do, tell your friends about uh, Locked on Lions. All right. So the first order of business is this. Today, the NFL uh, decided to hand down a suspension to Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Jameis Winston. And again, suspended for the first three games of the season for violating the league's uh, personal conduct policy. And as the league concluded, quote, Winston touched an Uber driver in an inappropriate and sexual manner without her consent. Uh, disciplinary act, disciplinary action was necessary and appropriate, according to the NFL. And Winston today says he will not appeal the suspension. It's without pay. He apologizes to the Uber, Uber driver. He says it's uncharacteristic of him, et cetera, et cetera. And he's genuinely sorry for what he did. The NFL said that uh, Winston is also required to obtain a clinical evaluation, fully cooperate with any recommended therapy. The league says if Winston doesn't comply, it could result in further discipline. So here's what I don't understand about the NFL. 
How did they come up with three games? Okay, Josh Brown, who at one time was a kicker for the New York Giants, got a one-game suspension after he repeatedly terrorized his ex-wife. Right, repeatedly. And had a history of physical assault on her. He got one game. Martavis Bryant of the Pittsburgh Steelers served a full year suspension, 16 games, for pot usage. Tom Brady of the Patriots, the face of the NFL, the golden child, as he's known in Ann Arbor, Tommy Brady. He deflated some footballs and got four games. Jameis Winston sexually assaults and touches inappropriately a female Uber driver, and he gets three games. Um, he groped a driver. It was, you know, it was sexual assault. Three games. So the NFL investigation concluded that the driver's account of the incident was consistent. They also announced that Winston touched her inappropriately, as I mentioned before. And we're sitting here going, hmm, it's a three-game suspension. This is one thing if you're a Lions fan. Number one, the organization has seemed to clean up its act. The players that they have chosen to represent you guys and dress in the Honolulu blue and silver uniform for 16 games a year. I, I'm trying to remember the last time a Lions player was in trouble, got suspended by the league, or the team had any issues off the field. It happens from time to time, all right? You've got 53-man rosters, all right? It's going to take place. There's going to be a, a DUI here or there. There's going to be somebody that makes mistakes. Everybody does. Jameis Winston assaulted a woman sexually and got three games. A guy that smokes pot, like Martavis Bryant, and there are other players around the NFL that do it and have tested positive. And he got, Martavis Bryant did, a full year suspension. How does this make any sense? Deflategate got Brady a four-gamer. Four games for deflating footballs. Isn't touching a woman a sexual assault of, a, of an innocent Uber driver? A little bit worse than Deflategate? Right? I mean, I, this makes no sense. Now, remember, the NFL first announced its policy of a six-game suspension for a first offense. Most of the players suspended for domestic violence, violence against women, sexual assault, etc., have actually been suspended less than six games. All right? Josh Brown got one game. Uh, Andrew Corliss. Uh, Joseph Randall. So if there's a six-game first defense policy, why did Jameis Winston only get three games? I don't I, Apparently, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network, this was a negotiated settlement, meaning Winston comes out, says he's guilty, says he's sorry, says he's going to get help, and he gets half the suspension. He gets three games instead of the six because he showed some contrition. I think this makes the NFL look really, really bad and inconsistent. So if a player is falsely accused of something and the league steps in and says, hey, you better admit you did this. And he says, but I didn't. But you got six games. 
But if you say you did it, say you're sorry and try to get out of it, you'll only miss three. This just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm not saying Jameis Winston's a good guy. I'm not saying Jameis Winston should get. To me, it's pretty simple. If the policy, if the NFL uh, six-game suspension policy is six games, then suspend him for six games. And I love how Jameis Winston says, uh, you know, uh, this is not who I am. And I, I, you know, and I am, you know, a changed man and all these types of things. Jameis Winston has a long rap sheet, does he not? Jameis, this isn't the first time Jameis Winston has been in trouble, is it not? Going back to, um, you know, an investigation in, in November of this past season where Winston reached over and grabbed a woman's crotch at a drive through at Los Betos Mexican Food at 2 a.m. Then we had the... Um, uh, uh, allegations of of stealing crab legs. I mean, the list goes on and on with Jameis Winston. He was accused of uh, sexual assault by a student in 2012. There was an investigation in Tallahassee. And he says, uh, and they give him a three-game suspension. The NFL is just so screwed up when it comes to penalties against players and their policies. It's so, it's so lacking of any kind of clarity that it is ridiculous. But again, like I said, you as a Lions fan, you got to be happy with the players that you have. Because for the most part, these are good guys that don't make these types of mistakes, and it's not something you got to deal with. I'm interested in your thoughts on it at Dairy Speaks on Twitter and the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page as well. Hey, if you're looking to advertise, maybe you want to hop aboard with us, just like my man Mike Vanderpool did at Heart of Alliance Fan at HOALF.com, Heart of Alliance Fan, Freddie the Pizza Man, Tim Lenhart at Lenhart Financial Services. You want to get on board with us during the season, send me an email at DairySpeaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, that's DairySpeaks at gmail.com. We'd love to have you be a part of Locked On Lions. We've got some new sponsors likely coming this fall. We want to add you to the list, all right? Mail audience, one-minute live reads. You want to come on the show with me once in a while and, and, and push your product or whatever you're doing, I'd love to have you on with us. It's DairySpeaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at gmail.com. All right, so let's continue with our series. I say that the Lions have five guys on their roster. Five. That could be potential first-time Pro Bowlers here in 2018. No particular order. I'm going down the list here on Lockdown Lions. Number one yesterday, and again, no particular order, but I mentioned him first, was Sean Robinson, the defensive tackle, who will be entering his third season with the Lions. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, I gave you the reasons why I think Sean has a chance to make that list this year. I'm expecting a big jump from him. I think he's a good football player. A little bit disappointed in what he did last year. All right, I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to be, you know, I thought he was going to be tremendous. And instead he had a half a sack season and played okay. As far as another name that I could see as being a Lions player that could make a Pro Bowl appearance this coming season as a first-time Pro Bowler, you got to throw in left tackle Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker played every snap in 2016 as a rookie, was the Lions Rookie of the Year, their first-round pick in 2016, and had a whale of a rookie season. Unfortunately, Decker had to have off-season shoulder surgery, and it was found late, so Decker had to miss the first eight games of last season at left tackle, and the Lions had a, a, a swinging gate 
of different left tackles last year, Greg Robinson being one, um, Brian Mahalik being another. And the Lions got Taylor Decker back middle of the season. He played the last eight games, but he was not as effective as he usually, as he usually is. And so even pro football focus kind of graded him down uh, right around an average grade because, again, he had no training camp. He had no exhibition season. They threw him right in the fire in November, and Taylor Decker did an okay job. I look at this guy at 6'7", 3'11", at 24 years of age. Third year out of Ohio State is being an absolute stud. And I think the Lions, now that they're not going to be needing Matthew Stafford to rear back and throw 40 to 45 to 50 times a game, and they're going to finally commit to the run game, I think this will make Taylor Decker an even better left tackle. I think he's a tremendous football player. I think he's a good person. And I think the Lions are very, very lucky to have a guy like this. I thought this was a home run pick by Bob Quinn in the first round a couple of years ago. Um, And I think he's got a chance to to be a Pro Bowl-type player this year. It will also help him that next to him will be Frank Ragnow at left guard. The Lions have not had very good left guards over the last few years. Taylor Decker has had to maybe at times pick up the slack playing next to somebody that maybe wasn't ready. And again, remember a couple of years ago, Graham Glasgow played a lot of left guard as a rookie. He did okay. But two rookies on the left side. Now you throw in Ragnow, who's a legitimate bona fide first round pick, who might be playing left guard. Maybe maybe it's Glasgow. We'll see. But I think Taylor Decker has a chance to be really, really dominant. And you look across the board. And you look at how left tackles have have evolved around the NFL, and you see guys like Jason Peters and others that play that position. Usually around year three, year four, you start hearing their name mentioned for Pro Bowl, and you start talking about guys that are rocks. And again, first year, he was tremendous. Sophomore year, had the injury, came back, was not himself. I think Taylor Decker has a legitimate chance to be a Pro Bowl-type player for this Lions team this year. And again, running the football more, not having to backpedal and constantly pass block every single down, which is what the Lions have been doing for years because they abandon the run in so many of their games because they can't get it done. I would list after Sean Robinson, again, no, no order here with this, but I would list Taylor Decker as a guy that has the possibility all right, and the chance of being a legitimate first-time Pro Bowler this year for this Detroit Lions team. I don't think anybody can meet, re, even argue that because there's a lot of talent there. There's a reason why he was drafted in the first round, and he's reliable. All right, The Lions have not had a left tackle this reliable and this dominant in a long time, and I know for sure. All right, You go back to Jeff Backus. He was a first-round pick. Um, you go with, with, with Decker's history going 16th overall, being dominant at a place like Ohio State. Right, winning the Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year the year before he got to Detroit. You watch him work out. You watch him uh, on the field with his teammates. You don't have to worry about him. And I think Matthew Stafford loves having him there as well. So I would view Taylor Decker as a guy that has a chance to being a pro bowler here in 2018. If you agree or disagree, uh, tweet to me, at Derry Speaks on Twitter, or join in the conversation on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Hey, by the way, the Tigers lost their ninth straight baseball game today. There's a chance they could still lose 100 games. Remember how much fun and young they were and the rally goose? Uh, the, the, the rally goose may be uh, run over by a truck on I-75 somewhere. That's, that's, 
Man, oh man, nine straight losses. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network for this Thursday, June 28th into Friday, June 29th. Hope you're having a great uh, day, everybody. We're getting closer to Lions football any day now. And you're listening to the Lockdown Podcast Network.